Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grace Curley Show. I'm so thankful to everyone who's been tuning in, especially during the Christmas season. And this has become a real fan favorite for people. This is Last Call with Emma Foley. Let's do it. Last Call! Time now for your end-of-the-week wrap-up with Emma Foley. It's Last Call. 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 Let's go. Last Call, everybody. Emma Foley is a fabulous columnist here at the Grace Curley Show and the Howie Carr Radio Network. You can read all of her stuff at gracecurleyshow.com. And she gathers together a lot of the hot stories of the week that maybe we didn't pay as much attention to as you think we should have. And she relays them to the audience. Now, Emma, what do you have for us today? This week is going to be a little bit different. This is the last, last call of 2023. So we're going to be going over something that we started at the beginning of 2023. The Howie Car Radio Network bingo card. Ooh. So about one year ago, we came up with several different ideas, predictions that we thought might occur in 2023. And while we were wrong about several, we were right about a lot. And we also came very, very close with another handful. So we're going to go over the ones that we were right about and then the ones we were very, very close about, almost correct. Okay. And this is like when people say, I didn't have that on my bingo card. We decided we'll put stuff on our bingo card, so we'll have it. And a lot of this stuff was pretty crazy. Like, we never thought it was going to happen in a million years. Right. Some long shots. And some of them came true. And if everybody likes this, then we can do one for 2024. And you can text in. You can comment on our social media ideas that you have. And we can compile one that's both the staff and the audience for 2024. Okay. So first we have, I believe this was yours, Grace. CNN hires Adam Kinzinger. Yes, that probably was mine. And uh, that one wasn't that much of a long shot. I think we all kind of knew that he was auditioning. Anytime you're an anti-Trumper and you're talking about our democracies at stake and I'm a Republican, but I'm a principled conservative and I'm friends with Mitt Romney, there's a good chance you're auditioning for CNN. Right. It was a 50-50 shot between CNN and MSNBC, but they did hire him. And part of the reason they hired him, his repertoire, his background was being on the January 6th committee which brings us to our second one we came very close and the reason i put this under very close is because liz cheney was the other person that could have become a correspondent so someone guessed liz cheney becomes a correspondent and she she went a different route she instead came out with a memoir which is the other option i I feel like you could become a memoir write a memoir become a correspondent or run for president. She's mulling over running for president, and she came out with a memoir. And and Emma, I will say that I see correspondent in her future. Like, I do see Liz Cheney, a contributor for CNN or MSNBC, at some point. Or maybe even, you know what she actually strikes me more as? An ABC. I think she's going to be some sort of contributor for ABC, a la Chris Christie. Because she's so balanced. Exactly. Exactly. She's so balanced, and... 
There's so many reasons why the left used to hate her, but the most important reason to love her is that she hates Donald Trump. And that, no pun intended, trumps all. Right. Her book is at number one for bestseller this week. However, <laughs> it's still falling behind Britney Spears' memoir for most read. So people might be buying it, but they're not reading it. It's a coffee table book. Liberals love to do this. They love to buy a book just to have it on their coffee table and show people it's virtue signaling with your book choices. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I care about democracy. I care about civility. I'm not one of those J6ers. I have Liz Cheney's book on my coffee table. It's easy for it to skyrocket when it's in every office at Halliburton. Yeah. Well, that's the part of it, Jared, is that her dad was Darth Vader of the Republican Party at one point. They hated him. Some people hated him more than they hated Bush. And now that just shows you the power of Donald Trump, that he can take someone who has all the cards stacked against them and like a phoenix rising from the ashes, he can take them and he can say, I'm going to make a star out of you. That's what he did with Liz Cheney. And congratulations to her. I do wonder, though, and you know what? Um, who was the author recently who was calling into question the New York Times bestseller list and whether or not it's... There's some questions about it. Like, It'll come to me. Are you really Are you really getting on the bestseller list? Are, you, are people just buying was the book? Was it James and, Patterson? Yes. Are you just buying the the book in bulk? Like, I just have questions about this. Yes. I, I really find it hard to believe. Selective that, editing. That people are buying yeah. this book. I just, there's only so far I can suspend my disbelief. In other forms of media, we predicted that Fauci would come out with a big budget documentary. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure how big the budget was for this, but he did come out with a documentary and we have a little bit of the trailer. This came out in March. Uh, if we can get cut 19, it's very dramatic. You get out there in front of millions of people on TV and you say something. There are 25,000 people who are looking for you to make one little slip. It isn't only COVID-19. It's malaria, two Ebola outbreaks, Zika, tuberculosis, influenza, AIDS. My job is science, medicine, and public health. I'm a scientist and a physician. So this PBS documentary. Oh, that was PBS. Yes. They followed him around for two years with cameras. Lucky them. And they got the Fauci tells all in this documentary. Is that where the cut was from where he was talking about the church that we had you on to discuss? Remember he was talking about how he doesn't go to church because his moral compass is. No, that was from BBC. Oh, that was from BBC. Oh, so he's he's constantly being followed by cameras. He loves the camera. We know this. And we'll have to see what he does in 2024. Um, next up, so I believe this was also your guess. A formerly disgruntled blue check returns to Twitter. So about a year ago, Elon Musk had bought then Twitter. He then renamed it to X. But many celebrities left Twitter. Now, you can correct me if any of this is wrong, but I scoured through now X for these celebrities, Gigi Hadid, Whoopi Goldberg, Elton John, Jim Carrey, they've all done a very good job staying off Twitter. One who I didn't suspect, fellow Philadelphian Meek Mill, returned to Twitter on January 1st with the tweet, I feel like I had a awakening or something. I feel clear and like myself to the max. So he did not, he did not make it. So he's back. You know, I had a, a lot of really good predictions back then. 
I feel like my mind was sharper. You know, th- these are these are. Uh, I, I like have a crystal ball or something. The way these are coming true. You know who's not back on Twitter is Howard Dean. He got off Twitter, made a big stink about it, and I just checked, and he's still gone. But there's still time. There's still time. I mean, there's still like a, a week true. left. That's true. And we didn't. We did not predict that Mark Zuckerberg would come up with something that looks astonishingly just like Twitter and fail. Right. He did. Yeah, that was a flop. What else do you have? We have major late night show canceled, which the late late show with James Corden was canceled this year. But I think that was of his own volition. I think he decided to walk away. They well, say he's not. He's not a friendly fellow. They say that, but you know what? Then everybody turned on him and said he was a jerk because he went to a restaurant and didn't like the way the omelet was cooked. And the more the people turn against somebody, the more I root for that person. I don't know what it is, but once there was a pile on on James Corden, I was thinking, he can't be that bad. Like, that restaurant owner had a bone to pick. That was a good story, though, at the time. And his carpool karaoke's are wildly entertaining yes they are okay here's my favorite guess we came so close with this one okay but no cigar for this so we guessed Meghan markle announces run for public office this was a long shot guess and then diane feinstein passed away and the question was who's going to replace her because the governor gavin newsom will replace the senator for now then they will have an election right now they went with lafonza butler but there were meetings between newsom and Meghan markle and prince harry according to the new york post oh virtual meetings but he eventually went with somebody else but he did promise feinstein he would select a black woman and sources we know what does that mean sources but sources say she does have her eyes eventually on the white house I'm sure she does. I think that she's a very ambitious person. I think she has big dreams. I don't know if the American people would vote for her for anything. She has very low approval ratings in the UK, which doesn't necessarily mean here, but I just don't get the sense that people are big fans. But I'll tell you this much, something I've changed on between Meghan and Harry I prefer Megan over Harry. I find him to be a little bit more je ne sais quoi. I, I like something about him annoys me. She's she's more masculine than he is. Yeah, she's at least she's got a backbone, you know, she knows what she likes. Mm-hmm. What else you got? We have let's go let's go through a few of the ones that did not happen. Brady returns to the Patriots. Oh sad. That yeah. was probably mine too. Major sad. Uh Biden pre pardons Sam Bankman Fried. No, no, still time for SDF, but it doesn't look good. Um, Democrat names bridge after Nancy Pelosi. This this could be eternal. We can yes. just keep this on the bingo card. Something will definitely be named after Pelosi. That, that that goes without saying. Yep. So text in your ideas for 2024. Um, I hope to have a post up early next week. Ooh, fun. To go over 2023. Can I submit mine too? Of course. Okay, awesome. Everybody, make sure you text in your ideas. We'll be right back. We're going to play this cut that is going viral of uh, Douglas Murray. And, and really what he's doing is he's fighting with the host of the Young Turks. But what he's really doing is he's taking this argument that we've all been hearing from these far left radical progressives in this country and from these social media social justice warriors these infographic educators where they tell you you don't care about innocent palestinians you know from the from the river to the sea gaza will be all these things that you keep hearing that you think to yourself 
the ignorance is stunning. Well, he's taking all of those arguments and he's demolishing them in one beautiful cut that you need to hear. So we will get to that. But before we do, we got to talk about the Gen 40 heater because there's a lot of people out there. It's getting chilly out. And it's not only the stress of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be freezing, but it's also the stress of my bills are going to go through the roof. I have a solution and that solution is not going to cost you a lot of money. It's the sleek, stylish and inexpensive Gen 40 heater. And it really works. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com, you're going to save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. I can attest to the Eden Pure product quality they have great quality products and also the warmth of these heaters emma it's not the typical dry you out blow in your face kind of um hot air this is really like a fireplace style warmth it's like a warm hug it's like a warm hug absolutely and with these prices jared you don't have to heat up your whole house and and start heating up rooms that you're never even going to use yeah it doesn't my my wife actually said that the other day she's like yeah it, it does not make sense to have the entire house at 70 I mean, we basically are on the first floor now, so... Unless you won the lottery, that's yeah. out of hand. Yeah, so why, you know, why have uh, the room we're not in? Why, why does the dining room have to be at 70? No, you keep it. You keep your thermostat at a reasonable temperature. For us, it's 64, 65, and then whatever room we're in, we supplement with the, the Gen 40 heater. Yes, and right now you can save $50 this week only with code GRACE50. Make sure you hop on this now because it is Friday. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. A lot of companies will be charging you a lot of money. They're not only giving you the $50 off, they're also giving you free shipping. So EdenPureDeals.com. Look for that Gen 40 heater and then use code GRACE50. We will be right back. Thank you, Emma Foley. This is The Grace Curly Show. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curly Show. A journalist named Douglas Murray just handled Shank Uyghur, Um, and the interview was being moderated, it, it appears, by Pierce Morgan. And I thought this was a great cut. Goes on for a little bit, but in my opinion, it's I, I got chills. It's worth listening to every second of it. Douglas Murray dismantles so many of the talking points, the propaganda that the media seems hell-bent on regurgitating to the American people about the Israel-Hamas war. Let's take a listen. Let me just get on to it. You say, you say, first of all, you say, I don't care about the death of Palestinian children. Yes, I do care. I care very deeply about it. But I also know that the responsibility for their deaths lies on Hamas, which has misgoverned their society for the last 16 years and now has been leading the country into being in a war with Israel. So, yes, it's on Hamas, this. As for seeing wars, by the way, I just mentioned about seeing wars because as far as I can see, you're very ill-traveled as well as rather ill-lettered and ill-spoken. And I mentioned that I cover wars and go to wars because I happen to think myself that it's worth seeing things with your own eyes, including things that you don't particularly like, but you report the truth. I don't know if you ever even leave your own bedroom. And I can tell already that you don't because you've already said something that demonstrates you know nothing about this conflict. You have just demonstrated it in the following terms. You said that this is why we need to push for a two-state solution and give legitimacy to the Palestinian Authority. I'll tell you something you don't know because I guess you spent no time time in the West Bank, have you? 
I'll tell you something you probably don't know. The Palestinian Authority, Fatah, celebrated the 7th of October massacres. I'll give you another fact which demonstrates you know nothing about this and clearly haven't ever visited any Palestinians in the West Bank as I have. If there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, the reason why there isn't one is because if there was an election tomorrow in the West Bank, Hamas would win. So your idea of a two-state solution, I'm afraid you are so out of date and you really should leave your bedroom. Because in this region, nobody thinks that there is a two-state solution on the table because there is not a viable negotiating partner. Let's, let's keep going with it. But I just want to make one other main point. You have gone on and on tonight throwing accusations out against the Jewish state, against me. It's the sort of thing you do. I know you're a sort of, sort of online pugilist and think you can run for office and <laughs> good luck with that. But I'd just like to point out that you only really get animated if the Jews are involved. And I can tell that for the following reason. I mean, your surname's Uyghur, isn't it? One million Uyghur Muslims in China have been put in concentration camps in the last decade. And pe- you know, people of your ilk never really care about that, do you? Because it's not the Jews doing it, it's the Chinese Communist Party. At the moment, one million, pa- pa- one million people who are, from pa- who are in Pakistan at the moment, who are your fellow Muslims and who happen to be Afghan, and I don't think you care about them, do you? One million Afghans are currently being forcibly deported from Pakistan to Afghanistan. You don't care about that. You're not riled up about that. You're not riled up about what the Jangaweed are currently doing in Sudan, where thousands and thousands of people are being attacked by the, by the, the Islamist militia there. You don't care about any of that. You get exercised and you rile up what little base you have of malcontents because you're riled up when the Jews do anything. All right, Jenk. It's perfectly uh, obvious. Okay. Now, Pierce, why would you stop that? Why would you stop? <laughs> One of the most beautiful sound cuts I've heard in quite some time. You know what's amazing about this, Jared, is this guy, Shank Uyghur. He is someone who speaks on these topics. And I don't mean he's coming from a position of authority, but he's a public figure. He has a platform. What's scary is how easily this guy was able to dismantle his arguments, which then just makes you think, what if you put this guy, Douglas Murray, on like a Harvard campus? Not that they would ever allow that. I mean, come on. There's there's free speech, but then there's free speech. But what could this guy do to, let's say, the pro-Palestinian protesters who were going to a Christmas party in Detroit to beat up a a 70-year-old woman? Imagine how he could dismantle and destroy whatever argument, whatever agenda they think they're pushing, he would be able to take it apart because at the end of the day, these things are complicated to a degree in the sense that the history goes back a long, long time. I don't pretend to be an expert, but in a lot of other ways, it's not complicated. And and there's issues that when I come on here, I think, oh boy, I might be out kicking my coverage here. I might be trying to talk about something that I don't have a lot of knowledge on. And I'm always open about that with my listeners. But if you have a terrorist group that wants to eliminate Jews and then you keep telling the Jews, well, why don't you just put down your weapons and have a ceasefire? And then the terrorist group keeps breaking the ceasefire. That's not going to work. That, that's, that does not a solution make. And you don't have to be Douglas Murray to understand that. You just have to be willing to listen to somebody like Douglas Murray, which people like this guy, Shank Uyghur, and other radical leftists in this country don't do. They don't want to listen to the other side. And they're used to just throwing this stuff out there and not having any pushback. When they get a little pushback, well, the house of cards collapses. 
We'll be right back. We got a lot more to talk about before we end this Christmas show. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining me. And we have still a lot to go over in this last half hour. Let's go to the calls, though. Everyone's been very patient with me today. Uh, we've we've talked to Jessica Vaughn. We've talked about KJP and her press conference. And we've talked about the Israel-Hamas war. And now we're going to talk to you. So let's go to Paul. You're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Paul. Yes, my question is uh, the Friday afternoon news dump by Haley and her minions. Why do they list the, don't list the towns, okay, that should have the migrants, like Northampton? Everybody in Northampton has haters no home here, Black Lives Matter sound, you know, signs. And it's all lesbians, you know? So why don't they have any uh, migrants out there? They're embracing. Well, and, I don't, you know, I, I don't know what all, the, I, I don't know what the makeup of, People's sexual orientation is there. I don't think that has anything to do with taking migrants. But I will say as far as these more liberal-leaning towns like Wellesley that constantly are, you know, virtue signaling about how they will do their part, it is strange that they're not on this list. And by the way, I I found the list at Boston 25, but I'm sure it's up everywhere now. The Healy administration published a report this week making public for the first time all of the Massachusetts towns and cities sheltering thousands of migrant families. Again, I, I, we have gay people listening. We have lesbians listening. I don't think it has anything to do with who you choose to love, whether or not you're going to take in illegal aliens. Um, but I to go back to this idea of the the elitists who are in a lot of these enclaves and who vote with their hearts and vote with their moral compasses don't understand why they don't want to take in people into their homes why they don't want to be sanctuary homes. Like, you you support sanctuary cities, so why not support your sanctuary home? Um, All right, now, I did want to talk a little bit here. We just played that cut of Douglas Murray. It was a great cut. And I had teased a story earlier. Billionaire Len uh, Blavatnik joins donor revolt amid Harvard's growing litany of scandals. So this is from Breitbart. Billionaire Len Blavatnik and his family foundation have paused their expensive funding of Harvard University as it backs President Claudine Gay despite accusations she stood by as students spewed anti-Semitic rhetoric on campus. Blavatnik will halt his funding until the university directly addresses what he sees as rampant anti-Semitism at the school. Now, just to give you an idea of how much this philanthropist was giving, um, him and he and his wife have donated at least $270 million to the Ivy League institution, with more than $200 million directly benefiting the medical school. And again, you might look at this and go, hey, they've got a billion-dollar endowment. They don't care about $270 million, but I just think you'd be wrong. I think all of this money counts. And even if you don't care... Even if the $270 million isn't going to break you, 
which it won't break Harvard. Couple hundred million there, a couple hundred million here. It's not going to break this school, this university, this institution. But you definitely want to stop the bleeding at some point, right? You definitely look at this and go, well, we can't keep going at this rate. We can't keep losing money like this. 844-500-4242. Um, I'm going to go back to the callers here in just a second. But first, Jared, I think we should do the poll question. And the poll question today is brought to you by the Eden Pure Gen 40 heater. Reduce your heating bills with the Gen 40 heater. Order fast and now at EdenPureDeals.com. Save $50 with code GRACE50 and get free shipping. That's EdenPureDeals.com, code GRACE50. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurlyShow.com, is what's your Christmas lights preference, white or multicolored? I'm going to go with white. Much the chagrin of Mayor Wu, white is on the move up. However, it's still behind multicolored, 61% to 39%. All right, this is from Fox. It says, Supreme Court rejects appeal from special counsel to expedite Trump immunity case. This is a big story. They're talking to uh, Jonathan Turley right now. Can we actually take this live, Jared? Let's take a little bit from Fox. I, I like Jonathan Turley. Favorable calendar. Now, what happens now is not going to work as planned for Jack Smith. Once they hear this case in January, they have to write the opinion. They'll do that as quickly as possible. But then Trump's people can do what's called an appeal in bank, which is to Mm -hmm. ask the court as a whole to look at this question before they appeal to the Supreme Court. That will take time. And then if the in bank accepts the case, then he'll never see a March trial. But then at that point, the Trump people can apply to the Supreme Court. So there's a, there's a lot of runway now uh, between him and, and that March date uh, that he's got to, to be able to cross. And the odds are he's not going to be able to stick the landing. He's going to lose that March date. Keep in mind, because everything has been frozen in D.C., there's a lot of work that still has to be done for the trial. So as soon as all of this is done, it's got to go back to the court and they've got to decide what they have time for in terms of that trial. So bad news for the get Trump crowd. Bad news for yeah, Jack Smith yeah. and the get Trump crowd. Oh, you hate to hear the timeline is Versus foiled again. Yeah, the timeline's not going to work out for them this time. Um, on a very, very sad note, this story broke my heart today. Hamas murdered uh, an American hostage who was abducted during the October 7th attack. They murdered this U.S. citizen, God Haggai, and he was abducted during the attack and his wife, Judy Weinstein, an American who is remaining in Gaza, she's a hostage and she's still in Gaza. So um, that that's just an update for everyone on that story. There's been a lot of coverage of it. Very, very sad. Another thing I wanted to mention here, just to end on a little bit of a lighter note, is I had given a little bit of time, Jared, to these sound cuts from KJP's press conference when we were talking to Jessica Vaughn. And there were a lot of questions about the border. There were a lot of questions about the economy. And I wanted to play. Do we have the question here? Yes. Okay. So she's asked about press conferences. And here's the crazy part is that I pulled so much sound when Trump was president. And when I tell you that sometimes I would hope he wouldn't have a press conference because 
there was just every time he gave a press conference, it was two hours, two hours plus, And he would make so much news because he could go from a million different topics. Talk about the Middle East. Talk about the economy. He talk about the Tiger King. Like the guy could just rattle off a bunch of different issues. Joe Biden never does press conferences. But what they're trying to do, I think, is they're using, and we all know how much Joe Biden and his family hate loopholes, right? You've seen his taxes. They're using loopholes where he'll take like one question from a gaggle of reporters. And I think they're counting that. I don't know if they're counting it towards his press conferences, but they're counting it towards his interactions with the media. So I'll give you an example. He'll be walking to Air Force One. He'll go over to a reporter and he'll go, yeah, there's no question insurrection. The, the other guy was a bad dude. And then he'll walk away. And for him, it's like, check, took questions from the media today. He rambled something towards a camera and, you know, basically tried to swallow a microphone and sniff somebody's hair. And they chalk that up as another interaction with the media. More Q&As from this great president, Joe Biden. So the reason I say this is because they were asking KJP about the lack of press conferences. Keep in mind, this is on the heels of his hard-hitting interview with Conan O'Brien, where he talked about his Corvette and how inaccurate the media is. And so they ask her about these press conferences because they're dying for one. And this is what she says. He does every he, we we make an effort uh, to do a press conference as often as possible, whether it's here at home or uh, abroad. You make an effort. If this is as often as possible, <laughs> uh, we, we're even worse off than we thought. Yeah, I, I just I can't believe they're not. It's funny to me that this is how it's all ended up because these same people wanted him in there so badly and he treats them like dirt. And like I always say, they deserve to be treated like dirt. But it still makes me laugh. Uh, The other thing that she said that cracked me up was she talks about all the accomplishments of this White House. And we see them every day. I just saw Joe Biden historically low approval ratings, the lowest approval ratings for a president, I think, in 40 years. We have the most people crossing the border in a single day than we've ever had before. We have inflation. Good news on inflation for now, but wait till they revise the numbers on it. But for right now, inflation's doing a little bit better, but still not better than before Joe Biden got into office. And crime's up. Uh, there, there's so many things to be worried about. And this is what Corrine Jean-Pierre had to say. This is cut six. You're talking about um, accomplishments from this last year. Uh, you talked about the economy. But in our latest ABC News poll back in November, by a 10-point margin, Americans still said that they would trust Republicans on the economy more. So what is your message to Americans who just think what you've done on the economy is not enough? Look, we understand what Americans have gone through. We do. Uh, They went through, and you've heard me say this many times before, and my other colleagues, uh, coming out of the pandemic was a tough time, a difficult time for so many Americans. And we understand it's going to take some time for them to feel the accomplishments and what we've been able to do in the last three years. How much time? How much time is enough time? Like, when are we going to, you know what they'll probably say? If Donald Trump does end up winning in 2024 and then he turns things around, they'll be like, this is what they did with Obama. You know what I mean? After anything that Trump accomplished, they were like, oh, this is just the, this is just the long-term effects of some of Obama's policies finally paying off. Obama set the stage for this. And then anything that went wrong in Joe Biden's presidency, he inherited these problems from Donald Trump. 
And now, if God willing, Donald Trump gets back in there and is able to save this country, we seem to be on a road, on a suicide mission. They'll say it was because of Joe Biden and all of the things that he accomplished that Trump was able to take this victory lap. You should be thanking. Can't you see, Jared, can't you hear the think pieces already? Why Donald Trump should be thanking Joe Biden. Donald Trump should say thank you to Joe for all of the things that he did. Donald Trump wouldn't be able to claim victory if it weren't for Joe Biden setting up the right foundation. You can hear it now in your head. This is what they do. They're so predictable. She says, we just need more time. Don't we all, KJP? Don't we all? We just need a little bit more time. I'm going to try this next time. Next time, like, you have a, you know, yearly review, try this at your job. If they have any problems, just say, I just, I just think you need more time to really feel the impact of all my accomplishments. Go home, sleep on it, give it a couple more years, and then we'll reevaluate. Let's not make any hasty decisions here. When we come back, we're going to talk to the Captain Howie Carr. I can't wait to chat with him on this gorgeous Friday afternoon. You guys know we've got Christmas coming up. And, you know, some people are asking, Jared, we did last call, and we said this is the last, last call. And people like to make assumptions. And they thought that that meant that I'm taking a slide next Friday. That's not what it means. No. It, it means Emma's taking a slide next Emma Friday. Foley is taking a slide. I do not want <laughs> to be blamed for Emma Foley getting the day off. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be right back. We'll talk to Howie Carr, author of Paperboy. And um, there's so many things for us to go over, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Global unrest is battering the food supply chain and the energy markets, and it's incumbent on you to be prepared. So get ready with ReadyWise. Go to ReadyWise.com and use code Howie15 to get 15% off your next purchase. That's Howie15 to get 15% off your next purchase at ReadyWise.com. Speaking of Howie, Howie joins me now. And Howie, breaking news here. The Supreme Court has rejected the special counsel's appeal to expedite the Trump immunity case. I know this means bad news for Jack Smith and the Get Trump crowd. What's your reaction? Uh, it's, uh, again, it's a good, it's a win, you know. So they uh, they wanted to have this thing start the, the day before the the uh, Super Tuesday primaries, and uh, it's ridiculous. I mean, the normally cases I, I get the uh, press releases from the U.S. Attorney's Office. They arrest people in 2020. They're just coming to trial the, the, this week, you know. And they were and they were going to try to ram this thing through in in seven months. Or eight months. It, it was ridiculous. And uh, I'm glad the Supreme Court did this. And I, I think the Supreme Court will do something like this with a Colorado, you know, just uh, keep it, you know, just k- kick the can down the road. Yeah. And uh, and so the and the, the Colorado Supreme Court has already said if the Supreme Court does kick the can down the road, they didn't say in quite those w- terms, but that's what that's what it meant the, that he goes on the ballot. So I, I think uh, I think once again, the uh, the walls are closing in and the noose is tightening. Not. 
Yeah, the the uh, justices on the Supreme Court in Colorado basically said, we want to make a splash, but not that big of a splash. We don't actually want to keep them off the ballot if yeah. push comes to shove. Yeah, we're dumb, but we're not that dumb <laughs> that we think we could pull this off. All right. Now, speaking of dumb, but not that dumb, uh, Howie, we've got to talk about the situation at Harvard. This just keeps snowballing. And you have a piece in the Boston Herald. And, and this is part of the conversation. You write a lot of words, Howie, every single week. You write like three or four columns a week. I've got your book here, your book Paperboy, which people can buy at gracecurlyshow.com. Click on store. And I'm going to tell you how many pages it is. It's 327 pages, Howie. None of it plagiarized. So it can be done if people want to put their minds to it. Yeah, in a couple of spa- in a couple of places in the book, I specifically said this is one of my lines, but it's not really my line, and I and I'm saying this because I don't want to get called out on it, even though I don't think anyone, uh, I- any of the beautiful people, are going to call attention to the book. You know, it, that's just the that's just the way you are. By the way, Grace, I I just call I got the Claudine Gay's cell phone number, and I just called her and asked her if she wanted to come on my show. It went straight to voicemail, so all he could do was wish her a happy Kwanzaa and give her the uh, inside line if she wants to call in. Was it her voicemail, or did she just use somebody else's? No, it's it's her voicemail. It just says the the number is, and then six one seven, whatever it was, and then it and then it goes to voicemail. That was I, a, I that was a plagiarism it. joke. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Howie, let's talk a little bit about your column at you the Boston Herald because you did talk about. You, you did talk about the situation, and you did quote a couple people in there, but you did have adequate citations for the for your quotes. Yes, yes. I, I think somebody could say, you know, I said that all the people involved in this were all uh, were all born on third base and thought they hit a triple. And, you know, I thought about it afterwards. I said, maybe I should have attributed that to Ann Richards. But I think that is that is a colloquialism, I think. <laughs> I, I don't think I needed to do that. But hoist with, her, with his own petard or uh, twisting slowly, slowly in the wind or my heart feels like an alligator or a good leaving alone. I mean, those all needed to be cited. And I did, Grace. You you saw me. I did it. Yeah, you CYA'd that article, so there's no <laughs> one who can come after you. Howie, before I go here, it's the Friday before Christmas. Um, we, we had a really fun show. We wanted to ask you, when it comes to Christmas lights, do you like the white lights or do you like the multicolored lights? I like multicolored flashing lights. And as someone who spent a lot of time in Wellesley, you probably didn't see a lot of those lights. No, I one of the... Christmas 1991, I was covering the uh, Kennedy rape trial down here in Palm Beach. Couldn't see any any colored lights, any colored flashing lights. We all had to drive up to Riviera Beach to get our uh, fair share. <laughs> Is that in the book? You'll have to find out. Howie Carr, coming up next. Next.